Hello and welcome to the Justin in the Nick of Time podcast. I'm Nick Groff. And I'm Justin Hahn. And this is our seventh podcast. And if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can just visit our page. And today we will be talking about the U.S. soccer shutting down their developmental league and the MLS starting a new youth league. So amid the coronavirus situation, U.S. soccer has decided to shut down their development league. Main reason stated for this shutdown is budget issues with the coronavirus that has been going around. Um, you know, this was a statement that was actually made for the shutdown. We know that suddenly discontinuing a program that has been with U.S. soccer for many years is shocking, but these unprecedented times required acting now. However, with the sit- with the shutdown of the development league. Uh, the MLS has launched a new youth competition platform that goes all year round to fill the void of U.S. Soccer Development League. The new league will have regional and national tournaments and expanding on their coaching and player identification methods to allow great players to have the opportunities to show their skills and compete. Yeah, so when this broke, I was a little shocked to hear. I mean, I didn't really know that the U.S. Soccer had a developmental league in the first place, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that they would be shutting anything down. Like, I felt like their finances would have been good enough to keep anything running. So, were you surprised that the U.S. Soccer had to shut down their developmental league? Um, I was, yes. It kind of, I mean, it was really all of a sudden. I hadn't seen, you know, normally you kind of hear or see some talk going around, but this one for me was kind of just all of a sudden. So, I was a little bit shocked. But the thing is that I've known in the past, you know, the Development League and the MLS have really been trying to change and separate a bit. So I had a feeling it was going to come at some point. But, um, you know, I didn't really see this one coming. Yeah. So, I mean, and with this closing, what were your thoughts that the MLS just decided to start up a new league right after the U.S. soccer closed their Developmental League? I think that's something that the MLS has been planning for a while. Because, you know, like I said, MLS has been trying to pull away for kind of years. Um, you know, I kind of believe that they are using the coronavirus as a way to do that. So with the MLS really threatening all the, you know, the USSDA that they're going to pull all of their academies out of that league and, kind of start their own it basically enforced the ussda to shut down yeah i feel like with that happening like it's it's a perfect time for the mls to like launch this league because like they want to try it once they come back and stuff they want to try and grow soccer in america so i feel like this could be like a great way to get like a younger audience more in tune like if they're in the developmental league where they have the chance to go to the developmental league maybe they'll mm-hmm. start paying attention more to the mls and we could see like a ratings boost for that and I mean, it's also the opportunity to maybe televise more events and have more actual games for people to go to. Yeah. Um, and do you think that this new developmental league for the MLS is going to be better than what the U.S. Soccer's developmental league was? Um, I think it might. But if you really think about it and kind of reading different articles, it generally looks the same. It has, you know, all the same MLS teams. Um, you know, some non-MLS academies that, um, you know, we're in the USSDA have decided to go to like ECNL, which is the elite club national league. Um, so it kind of raises a little bit of the competition in those little bit of lower levels. Um, but at the same time with the MLS and their new league, 
um, they're going to start expanding on where they play. So it's not yeah. just, you know, domestic U.S. and Canada teams. They're really going to start, you know, going more international to really raise the level of the U.S. soccer. So I think it might – it's definitely going to give these MLS and some of the non-MLS academies, you know, better competition. Yeah, because I read in I read an article about it too, and it said like that they're trying to get more international like presence, and that's like one of the main reasons they want to up their player identification mm-hmm. and scouting methods is to try to go international to find some of these players and maybe bring them into the MLS developmental league, and then bring them into the MLS. And by doing so, I mean if you get a really good player and they're gonna stay loyal to you from you finding them, I mean that could just boost mm-hmm. like your ratings and stuff. So yeah. I feel like that's like a great thing for them to do. Yeah. And then with that, do you believe that I mean we talked about it a little bit, but that the mm-hmm. US SDA ended because of financial reasons, or do you believe that there was something else going on that maybe they just closed down and used this as their excuse? Yeah, so I kind of believe like, you know, like I mentioned before, the MLS has been wanting to kind of pull away and do use their own league. So I believe that the USSDA, instead of kind of stating that MLS is really going behind their backs, um, and, you know, because they're all generally part part of the U.S., they don't want to seem like different leagues and organizations are really going against each other. I think the USSDA just try to hide it by saying they're closing because of financial leagues, and they've seen, you know, schools like Cincinnati close their – um, shut down their soccer program. The XFL has, you know, shut down the league and filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. So they probably wanted it to just seem like it was just a natural event because of, you know, coronavirus. They're losing money. And so they had decided to shut down the development league. Yeah. So, but I really do think that it's part of the MLS wanting to pull away and start up their own league. Because it's pretty convenient that, you know, not even a day later, no, day or two later, the USSDA shut down and the MLS already announces, you know, it's new league. Yeah, I feel like you also brought up a good point that they didn't want to be, like, conflicting, like, leagues going at each other. Because, I mean, that's the main thing. Like, it's U.S. soccer. The MLS is U.S. soccer, too. They want to try to make, like, it cohesive and have mm-hmm. it all, like, synergized together to make people interested in everything. Not just have, like, oh, I'm interested in maybe the MLS, but not the U.S. soccer developmental league. So by them maybe yeah. doing this, it could just bring that synergy together and maybe make the viewing experience better for soccer fans. Yeah. And then uh, with the U.S. with the MLS forming their new league, you think that this will have anything to do because the World Cup's coming to the United States, Canada, and Mexico? Um, kind of looking around, I think it might, because um, when reading one of the articles, um. You know, the MLS executive vice president of competition player reactions, um, you know, he, he stated, as we look ahead to the 2026 FIFA World Cup here in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, now more than ever, it's you know, incumbent on the U.S. to establish a competition that sets a new standard for elite youth play and allows athletes to achieve their full potential. So they're really trying to, you know, change – the way they play, they really, you know, with the, you know, with the World Cup coming to really U.S., um, the U.S. doesn't want to be, you know, blown out. Because, um, you know, in the past, we haven't really been able to yeah. make the World Cup or we really haven't gotten far in it. So they really are trying to make a change and make a push so that 
the U.S. doesn't get blown out on their home turf. Yeah, I think it definitely had something to do with it because I'm pretty sure at the last World Cup, the U.S. didn't qualify for it. So they want to try and build these people, build these leagues up to get these good players and people together to be able to compete for the World Cup. And maybe by that time, 2026, what you said, I think maybe some of those players that are in this developmental league will have reached maybe their full potential and be able to actually help the U.S. men's soccer team. And, I mean, I feel like I don't think this expands to women's leagues. I'm not exactly sure. You might be able to clarify that. But if it doesn't, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like kind of a bad thing. Like I feel like if they if it also expands to the women's league, I feel like that could be great too because the women's are more known and maybe yeah. you can have like better players come up for them too and yeah. just give them more recognition. Yeah, and I mean it it actually does as well. So they kind of ended the development academy for both men's and women's. Okay. Even though the women's was a little bit different, um, you know, they still shut it down as a whole for men's and women's side. Um so, I mean, we'll really see what happens. Yeah. And then, uh, but um, if you really you go. think – Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you go ahead. So, you know, as like – if you really think about it, when 2026 comes around, you're going to have, you know, most of the kids who are, you know, 18, 19, even, you know, 16, 17, and are in the development academy right now, these kids are probably going to be, you know, some of the main U.S. players that we have going into the World Cup. I mean, you know – you'll still have the players like Christian Pulisic and Wes McKinney and now some of those youngsters who were really proving themselves, but you're really going to see some development Academy players right now in six years really have, they're going to be in their prime. And so they, the development academies really want to be able to, or sorry, not development academies, these MLS academies are going to really want to develop their players against top class teams which is yeah. why kind of they they want to make their own league. Yeah, and then lastly, like, how do you think that this will all impact soccer in the United States? I don't really think it'll change that much. Because, um, you know, it's just the development academies that are shut down. A lot of other, you know, you still have the ECNL, NASL, um, you know, a bunch of different leagues like that across the U.S., they're not really impacted by it. They're all staying the same. I mean, you'll have a few non-MLS academies or just not necessarily non-MLS academies, but some MLS teams just have, you know, regular teams that still go around and play in these leagues as well. But you'll see some of them dropping to like the ECNL, which might raise the competition a little bit. Um, But it's really just separating the MLS academies from you know these other teams and other leagues yeah but i don't think it'll really have too much of an impact it'll really just allow the mls to control their teams and the players that they have yeah i don't i don't see it having that big of an impact either just because like i don't think a developmental league is gonna like skyrocket the mls to be more popular than football or basketball in the united states so i feel like from that like it's gonna help them for sure but i don't think it's going to improve their popularity enough to be like what they are internationally where they're the biggest sport and everything yeah but it's it's really just gonna allow for the mls to be able to control who they play the players that they have and already with the development academy um you know players who are with an mls academy for you know one two three years that player generally signs like a contract when they do even just in the academy that gives kind of their rights to these MLS teams. 
So with the MLS making their own league, it lets them really have full control of their players, lets them develop, develop them in the way they want to, and then will ultimately be able to really control what they do and keep them from going anywhere else. Yeah. So uh, do you have, you don't have anything else that you want to add? Um, I mean, I've pretty much <laughs> yeah. ranted everything that I've had to say. Yeah. So. Well, then thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Just in the Nick of Time podcast. Um, stay tuned for a future podcast from us and see you next time. Thanks.